Hey guys, it's Brianna, and I am joined by my friend and co-host, Christina. Hi, everyone. And you are listening to Oh Brother, your favorite Big Brother podcast. Listen as we discuss all of the alliances, backdoors, and twists you love to watch. Christina, yet another week in the Big Brother house when I've been thoroughly disappointed. Right? I feel like it's getting worse and worse by the week. It really is. I'm hoping something's going to happen and maybe some one of these twists will give us the Big we Brother we've been looking grace. for all season. But Yeah. Um, let's start with the Sunday episode. Yes. At the beginning, before we get to the HOH, they did like a few little flashbacks, I guess you could call it, mm-hmm. about... Devon, David, and Kevin flipping the vote to try to mm-hmm. keep Ian, assuming Nicole was working with them. Then we kind of start to see this whole storyline of Devon just feeling betrayed by David. Mm-hmm. And I felt so bad for David because this was like yeah. one of the scenarios when he was actually telling the truth and nobody I know. believed him. Right? I feel like throughout this whole game, he's been not that great at the social game and all of a sudden the one time where he's not in the wrong and he's you know kind of like didn't do anything and now he's like okay I don't know how to react yeah and I get it like I if I were in the house seeing the way David acts and stuff and like the way he speaks to people mm-hmm. I would probably think the same thing but at the same time I just wanted to shake Dave on and be like no he's actually telling you the truth yeah. this time like listen to him for real so we'll see that play out throughout the week but they kind of hint at it at the beginning of sunday's episode that like everything might not be cool between dave bond and david unfortunately so then we have this um hoh competition and it's this puzzle and of course we know that memphis pulls out the win and he's probably like the last person i would have wanted to win yeah i feel like he's just kind of there and Anyone in that alliance, well, most of the people in that alliance, you just know if any of them get power, you know how the week is going to go, and it's not entertaining, and it's not fun. Exactly. Kind of like you're forced to root for the underdog in that case. Yeah, and especially, like, where Memphis was such, like, a dictator his first HOH, Mm -hmm. you know that he's going to do the exact same thing this time around and, like, try to tell people what to do. So I was like, do we really have to see another week of this? Come on now. Right. And then in this episode, we also got the – Turning over of the have-nots. And can I just say, these people are some sore fucking losers. Devon gives her have-not to Christmas, and then David gives his to Cody. Christmas literally throws a hissy fit, and I wanted to say, Christmas, who did you expect her to pick? You put her up on the block last week, and you sent her best friend to packing. Like, what did you expect? Well, that's like when Bailey chose what's-her-face. Was it Christmas? It was Danny. No, it was, I thought it was Christmas when Bailey chose, or she chose Bailey and she said, swing, but don't miss. Oh, that was Danny. They all get petty about. Yeah. At least office. in that sense, they were joking around. But this time, like Christmas was actually pissed at her. Yeah. Like she was like, I thought you were going to pick Kevin. And then they showed that little creepy clip of her like over the balcony watching them. Yeah. It's it was like, like Christmas. It's like not like they're nominating, like they're doing noms, you know? Right. Like, you're doing a have-not. Relax. Everyone has to do it once in a while. Yeah, I get, like, not wanting to be a have-not. Nobody wants to be a have-not. Oh, I get it. But, like, everyone has to do it. Chill out. You're part of the game. Don't expect to be spared just because you guys, like, squashed your beef. You literally nominated the girl. She's going to try to do something to get back at you. This is big brother. Right? Like, that's how this works. Yeah, my mom was telling me. She goes, each week goes by, and I don't like Christmas more and more. And I go, I've been saying this. For weeks now. Where have you been? And like everyone's like, oh, I like Christmas. I like Danny. And I'm like, I don't know why they just strike me the wrong way this season. Yeah, not a fan. I I will say I kind of felt bad for Cody though because he made the tacos for everyone and everybody else was like scarfing the tacos down while they were saying like who the have-nots were going to be. He didn't take any, so he didn't get to eat them. I was like... Oh, poor Cody. Like, I don't feel bad that he's ab not, but it was just such unfortunate it was timing because like be- he yes, like, exactly. Yeah, he definitely helped make all those tacos and then didn't even get to take a bite. I was like, ooh, sucks. Like it did suck. It was terrible timing. And I feel so bad in that case, but 
I get why they're only doing two have-nots this week also, because there was only two outgoing since Ian got evicted, but I, it seems weird to me to only have two. Right. I feel like there should be three or four, but yeah, stuck with two it's this just, time. It's just very strange. I think it's because they have all these other twists and everything going on, and they're like, That's true. might as well. So then we start seeing Memphis's little plan unfolding, and basically his whole thing is he's like, I'm not going to tell anybody what I'm doing ahead of time. And he says to his alliance, like, the committee's good, but I'm not going to tell you what I'm doing because I don't trust anyone. And I think everyone, like, someone in here is a rat and is, like, trying to spill all of our information. So he keeps everything very secretive. But what he does do is make a deal with David. And he basically says to David, listen, everybody expects us to target each other. So here's what we're going to do. I'm not going to nominate you. And in return, you're going to promise me that you're not going to fight for the veto and I, you, you won't see the block this week at all. And of course, David takes the deal. Like, you're not going to say no to that. You're just going to say yes, whether you believe Memphis or not. But of course, we see Memphis in the DR saying that his plan is actually to backdoor David. Yeah, I, I just, I feel like Memphis is just... How do I explain it? He's very bad at trying to come up with like lying and telling people that he's not with them. But I mean, it worked for Janelle and Kaser. I don't know if it was because they just didn't understand it. It was so early in the game or it's because David kind of understands what's going on already. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I think this whole thing is weird. Like I, I think it's probably good for Memphis's game that his initial plan didn't work out because I don't see why he's targeting David so yeah hard like he did the same thing with Ian like he really wanted Ian out because of like his association with Dan and all this stuff but I'm sense. like what why I just don't understand it and didn't I feel even matter to his game right and I feel the same way about David it's like I think it's just because he's the only one that really held a grudge against Memphis for putting him up and not that he held a grudge but like I think Memphis is like, I might as well just keep going on the same person versus everybody else. And I at this that. point, it's, it's, you know, but he is going kind of hard about it. Yeah, it was just such a weird way to, like, go about it, I guess. Like, I understand wanting to do a backdoor because it's the only, like, surefire way that you're going to get the person out that you want out. Like, there's a good chance they could win veto if you put them up at the beginning of the week. But so many things have to fall in place in order for that to work out. And I just thought it was, like, such a weird plan. I don't know. Like, of all people to try to backdoor, I feel like David is one you could probably send out the front door. Yeah, exactly. In order to kick off this plan of his, he decides to nominate Davon and Kevin. And, of course, like I said, he plans to backdoor David. But nobody knows this. So Davon and Kevin, for one, are still believing that David has some kind of allegiance to the other side of the house, fucked up the vote last week. Like this further digs David's grave in their minds because they're like, why would Memphis, like David's arch nemesis, not nominate him the week after he flipped the vote? Obviously, you know, he didn't actually flip the vote, but that's what they're thinking. So it's not helping David's case at all, but at least he's not Not sitting on the block, I guess. I mean, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. It's just a little strange to me. Yeah, it's such a weird thing. So going into Wednesday's episode, we see that Davon and Kevin are still very skeptical of David, and so much so that they both agree that in the POV picking little party that they do, they're not going to choose David if they get house guest choice. They decide they're going to choose Nicole and Danny, which I honestly feel like had a lot to do with the reason that Davon went home and we'll get to it a little bit later and obviously like none of them would have known this ahead of time but it was very unfortunate the way things played out for for Davon and Kevin I think oh it was so upsetting too because I feel like the majority of America was just kind of like we knew it was happening but Mm -hmm. we didn't want to believe it and we just like held that hope of like Oh, one of them will make it. And I was so like nothing against Kevin. I love them both. And that was worst case scenario because I was rooting for Ian. I wanted Ian to stay and then Ian left. And now I was like, I really want Davon to stay. Nothing against Kevin. It's just, I loved watching Davon this season. Oh yeah. She was and, my favorite this season. 
Exactly. Her and Ian, I just, they were my favorites, but Davon mostly. And then her leaving, I was just like, I like, why am I still watching? Yeah. It's so sad. Like, Literally every week. I feel like I get my hopes up and then I get disappointed. For real. We did, however, get a very cute scene between Kevin and Davon after they were talking about who they're going to choose um, to play POV. And it was basically them talking about how they got a really great friendship out of the game, no matter what happens. And Kevin was telling Davon that when he watched her season, he was he always thought that she would be on All Stars. And he was like very grateful that he's actually playing with her on All Stars. And then Mm -hmm. Davon was saying that Kevin was like one of her favorites on his season. So it was a very cute little moment. And I'm glad we got that in before obviously the duo gets split up. It was just, I think, a necessary scene. Yeah, it was just very, it was just upsetting to watch, really. It really was. Like I said, they made this plan and who they were going to pick for the POV. And, of course, that time comes around, and we know Memphis, Davon, and Kevin are going to play. Obviously, Memphis pulls Tyler's chip, and mm-hmm. then both Davon and Kevin get house guest choice. And I was like, this seems, like, too good to be true. Like, they had this conversation about it, and then they both get house guest choice. I was like, what the heck? It was very strange how that happened. Yeah, I almost wonder, are there more, like, house guest choice chips this season? Because Kevin has been on the block four times, and I'm pretty sure three out of the four times he's gotten house guest choice. It was very strange. It was, like, I've noticed that, too, and it's just, it was just weird to me, because I even said to my mom, I was like, now that he mentions it, he has been in almost every veto. Like, it's just, yeah, it's just, like odd to me because that never happens in a season and i think ian played in every single veto too before he got evicted if not all of them he played in quite a few yeah yeah most at least so obviously they go through with their plan and they choose nicole and danny and this does a few things the first is it makes david very upset and it also makes him realize that his people don't trust him so he's gonna try at this point to explain himself, try to get to the bottom of what's going on because he's wondering why the hell didn't I get picked? The other thing that happens is that the committee gets really suspicious of Danny and Nicole because they're thinking, okay, why are Kevin and Davon, who we thought had no allies but each other, choosing Danny and Nicole to play for them in the veto and not choosing like David and Enzo or just somebody else who they thought kind of didn't have allegiances anywhere else. So they're starting to get a little suspicious of these girls and what they're doing in the house. I, I mean, they're not doing a great job in hiding it in terms of what we've been seeing. But I mean, I think that and it will be dubbed to know that Danny and Devon or Danny and Nicole weren't working together. I right. think Nicole and Devon, people knew they were friends. I don't think they knew that there was like a, full-fledged alliance there like I thought they knew like they had a full mutual respect for each other Mm -hmm. but I think at least from my perspective um I would think I could easily tell that Danny and Nicole were working with something and then Danny and Devon were trying to do stuff yeah um, for sure the fact that it was all three it kind of showed them like hey they want to keep her for their game maybe we should nip it in the butt before it escalates yeah, and unfortunately for Devon, her little plan to not choose David for the POV, I think, kind of sealed her fate, to be honest. Like, obviously, we yeah. know that Tyler probably would have won anyways and probably wouldn't have won, wouldn't have used the veto. And there's a potential that Devon would have gone home against Kevin anyways. But I feel like it just put another nail in the coffin for her mm-hmm. that they did pick Nicole and Danny because now their alliance is saying, okay, well, if that's the case, then we have to get Devon out because we don't want these people who are supposedly working with us making these side alliances that could potentially target us in the future. So Exactly. And I think it was smart of them to do that, to be honest. Yeah. I hate it, but it was smart. It was. For their game, it was very smart. So after the people are chosen for the veto ceremony, this is when Memphis is like, all right, y'all, I can reveal my backdoor plan now because I was just worried that David was going to win veto. And if he did win veto, I have to keep it under wraps because I didn't want him to find out. So he reveals his backdoor plan to his alliance first. And he says, 
He doesn't ask them. Mm-hmm. He doesn't persuade them. He tells them that they're going to throw it. He tells Nicole, he tells Danny, and he tells Tyler, you guys are going to throw the competition. And then either da- either Davon or Kevin will win and take themselves off, or I will win, take one of them off, and put David up as a replacement, and we're going to send David home. And I think him basically telling them what they're going to do instead of persuading them or asking them kind of fucked his plan because nobody is going to do something when you tell them to do it for the most part. So Exactly. And I think it would have been dumb of him to think that Tyler would have put David up and done that. Right. Not that he wouldn't vote out David if he knew the votes were there, but the fact that he would have Tyler be the one doing it single-handedly putting him up I think that's a different story and I think it'd be crazy to think that Tyler would just be like okay yeah let's do it but I almost think like had Memphis instead of approaching them and say listen this is what's going to happen had he approached Tyler and laid out his plan in advance and gave him details and gave him reasons and persuaded him why this was the the right move I think he definitely would have been more more receptive to throwing the the veto and then had he won it in that case, more receptive to using it. I just think that the way Memphis came off kind of put a bad taste in all their mouths. So they were like, uh, no, we're not. Because that's arrogant as if he's like better yeah. than everyone and he knows better. And I think that's why people are so quick to be like, oh, I don't like him. Or, and or, the worst oh. part was on feeds, he later goes, oh, well, if someone told me to throw a competition, I wouldn't throw it. And I'm like, yeah. so how, how are you expecting people – to do something you're telling them to do that you wouldn't do yourself. Like you can tell them to do it and hope they're going to, but you can't exactly get mad at them for not doing it if you're saying yeah, exactly. you wouldn't do it either. Exactly. So we get to the power of veto ceremony and it's Zingbot. It is the Tiger Zing competition. If you've seen Tiger King, you get the reference. Did you have a favorite Zing of the night? Oh, Nicole's hands oh, yeah. down. It was a little mean, but it was absolutely hysterical. Oh my god, that was my favorite I was one. Laughing. Nicole! Crusher! <laughs> She's hiding. Crusher! Nicole, you can't hide from yeah. this. Let's go. I wrote a song for you. Here comes the bride. She loves to whine and cry. Every time I hear her voice, I want to. <laughs> Especially because you could tell that, like, she was bothered by it. So I liked it that much more for that reason. I think she just gets butt hurt over little, little things. Yeah, and you know she's self-conscious about her voice and how she sounds whiny or whatever. I do feel bad about that, but, I mean, it's Zingbot. I don't feel bad. I thought it was hilarious. A couple other zings I wanted to mention. Christmases was spot on. Uh-oh. What's the difference between you and the holiday season? Oh, God. One is cold, stress-inducing, and annoying, and one is the holiday season. (laughs) (laughs) Also, some people thought it was too mean, and I was like, this girl deserves it. Like she needs a little She's been jab very mean here and this there. season, in my opinion. So I think she deserved a little push. I thought it was hilarious that Devon started calling her Halloween in the DR. Her ass name need to be Halloween. <laughs> Run. Oh goodness. So Devon, I miss her already. I know, right? Um, Cody's was pretty funny. It was basically Zangbot telling him he was an idiot. Cody, you are a perfect. Thank you. But enough about your IQ. (laughs) And then Davon's, I felt kind of bad, but it was funny. It was basically him saying, like, which reality show are you going to lose next? She's been on so many shows and hasn't won one yet. Davon, you've done three seasons of Big Brother and two seasons of The Challenge. So I'm dying to know, which reality show do you plan to lose next? (laughs) I almost won the challenge, okay? 
those I think were my my favorites. Those four: Christmas, those, Nicole, yeah. Davon, and Cody's zings. Some of the other ones were kind of lame, Dumb. to be honest. But those ones were pretty good, I have to say. And they saved the best for last because he did he did Nicole's right at the end. Um, so this Tiger Zing POV is the maze one. We've seen them do comps like this before, and it always looks fairly difficult, I think. Um, and we know that none of the people who Memphis ordered to throw it ordered. actually threw it <laughs> um, because we know Tyler won it and Danny came really close to Memphis's time and Nicole wasn't too far behind either. So it was pretty obvious that nobody threw it. And yeah. Clearly, the person, one of the people who Memphis didn't want to win, won it. So, I think Memphis knows, like nobody's gonna want to throw this. Like I think it was kind of dumb of him for him to have everyone throw it. He could have just had, he could have just said, "Hey, I want anyone of my alliance to win. I just want to keep noms the same. You can vouch yeah. for it if you want. Just keep them the same." Yeah, exactly. I think and- that would have not put a bitter taste in a lot of people's mouths. And and I think. Had anyone won but Tyler, Memphis's plan would have worked because Danny oh, I think so or Nicole too. would have taken Davon down. It was just Tyler who was the wild card. So kind yeah, of agreed. scenario for Memphis. So obviously we see Tyler have a conversation with Memphis basically being like, look, I didn't really have the details of your plan. You kept it really quiet this veto because I wasn't sure if this backdoor plan you had was for me. Like I didn't know what was going on. So I want it. And honestly, I don't think we should get David out. So I'm not going to use it. And he doesn't use it. He decides not to. So now Memphis is left with his two pawns up on the block and everyone has to decide who the hell they're going to send home. In that conversation they had, Tyler brought up the fact that Nicole and Danny got picked to play in veto and kind of starts planting the seeds, I guess you could say that they should evict Avon because she's an ally to Danny and Nicole and they don't want them to kind of like split off from the main alliance. So I think that's kind of where the target stems from this week. Initially, I don't think Avon would have gone home, but because of just everything that materialized throughout the week, it, it just led everybody – it kind of was like all roads lead back to Devon at this point. So it was very unfortunate. But Yeah, it was very unfortunate. And I think, I think she left a big mark on that game yeah, exactly. more than she knew. And like a deeper meaning game-wise, I think. And it was just – it had to happen. And I, I'm sad that she's not there anymore, but – Shit happens, man. Although during her veto speech, she did t- try to blow up a few people's games. I think she called out Tyler, Memphis, and David. Did they cut it out of the episode? Because no, they in kept there. mentioning it, and I'm like, it was in there. Blink. It was the veto what the heck episode. What's wrong with me? She she's she called out Tyler, Memphis, and David. I think it was kind of weird. I honestly feel like it wasn't the best use of her time. Like a. I don't know. I feel like she just kind of put more of a target on her back by doing that. But I think at that point, she kind of knew that he wasn't going to use the veto. So she was like, I better shake some shit up or something. But yeah, during the veto ceremony, she did throw some names uh, out there. I feel like everybody's kind of trying to uh, kind of trying to leave their mark on the game in any way they can oh, once they think they're going to leave. And I think, I think a lot of the times it's not working. So moving on to Thursday night's episode, it starts out and – Devon is clearly very emotional. She's feeling very defeated. And it made me so sad. I was like, my girl, she's about to leave the house. R.I.P. And then Kevin brings up to Devon that he actually thinks that David was telling the truth. And I was like, finally, Kevin is using his two eyeballs and actually thinking about why David would do this. Like he basically said, I understand if it was this little lie or this little lie about him using his power or whatever. He's like, those are kind of dumb things like that don't really matter if they lied or not about it. But he's like, I really can't see David lying about this. Like, I just don't see where, where this would be good for his game. Right. And I think that kind of starts to put, give Devon a bit of a reality check that, Oh shit, David is actually on our side. And I kind of screwed up whatever we had. Yeah. I think, Remember when Kevin was saying there was a 5% chance that I think David did this? I go, yes, yes, Kevin. And I thought he was on to something, but 
at that point, it was too late. It was after veto. It was after everything. And it was just too little too late. Yeah. If they had that realization days prior, then maybe they would have been able to, I don't know, blow up Nicole's game or something. And then Tyler could have used the veto and put Nicole up. Something. I yeah. think it could have blown up Danny and Nicole. But unfortunately, exactly. that realization came too little too late for them. Speaking of that vote, we also see Christmas going to David and saying, listen, we know that Nicole was the flip vote. Like, we know that you weren't the one who flipped it. And she's basically trying to get, A, some trust out of David, and B, like, some bargaining power. I don't know. She's just basically trying to, I think, like, plant some, like, I keep saying this, but plant some seeds in his mind about, okay, Christmas believes me. So Christmas is someone I can trust, which I hope he doesn't trust her in the future. But I think it was kind of smart of her yeah. to, to go to him and kind of use that to her advantage. Although we do know that David has loose lips and loose lips sink ships. So hopefully he doesn't go talking. But yes, they do. Who knows? And we got this scene where Memphis thinks he's a literal mastermind and decides to bring... He what tries to bring new? Enzo in to his double final three deals. So he's like, <laughs> yeah, here we no, go. He's I over die. there like <laughs> rubbing his palms together, doing his evil laugh. And he's got, he's, he goes to Enzo, listen, this is going to be like the best plan ever. We're going to make two final threes. We're going to be in both of them. And I think Enzo was like so confused trying to puzzle together what Memphis was trying to say in his head. But he was just like nodding along like, yeah, sure. And he's like, all right, on one side, we're going to bring in Cody to this alliance. On the other side, we're going to bring in Christmas to this alliance. I literally, before he even mentioned who was in it, I go, oh, it's probably going to be Cody and then probably going to be Tyler because that would make the most sense because Enzo's pretty close with both of them. So he would already want to be a part of that and it'll make him and Memphis closer. And then I see Cody go, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden Christmas pops up and I go, huh? Yeah, you did expect it to be like boys, 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 especially because he decides the kicker of this entire plan is that, wait for it, both of the alliances have the same name. Oh! (laughs) Why does the name matter? It just makes zero sense. I think it's so funny. I think Memphis is kind of making fun of that whole thing. Also, I don't understand because you know, Cody, if... Like, say, for example, at some point, Memphis, Enzo, Christmas, and Cody are in a room together. And they're all, like, talking game, what have you. I could totally see Cody, or Christmas for that matter, making a joke and, like, somehow throwing out, like, the term wise guys or whatever. And then them figuring out that they're both in alliances by the same name. Like, I just feel like at some point, this is going to come back to bite them. And, like, Christmas and Cody are going to have a conversation where – the wise guys gets mentioned and they're going to be like, wait a minute, I'm in the wise guys alliance. No, I'm in the wise guys alliance. And then they're going to be very confused. I think it's funny because I think that Christmas, yeah, I think it's funny because Christmas and Cody don't really have a lot of one-on-one talks. And I think it's funny because I think they picked the right two people because it's not like they're going to be sitting together like, I'm in an alliance with Memphis. Like, they're not going to say that to each other. Yeah, that's true. The only way- they have a reason to. The only way I think that it would come out is if- like they were having a conversation and Cody or someone like threw out a joke and was like, oh, you're being such a wise guy, like trying to do like a hint, hint, like wink, wink to his alliance. And then having Christmas be like, wise guy, where have I heard that before? I don't know. Yeah. I just, just such a weird, Memphis is just such a weird guy. He like thinks that he is like this crazy mastermind and like Memphis, this is BB22, we've seen everything. Like, this is nothing new. You ain't original. No, this is how alliances (laughs) work. You make more than one of them. Just because you're doing some little carbon copy thing where you do the same name, like, you're not creative. Yeah, I do think it's actually quite hysterical, though, the fact that he's thinking this is all original. And yeah, I don't know, it's entertaining. He just thinks he's, like, the best thing. So then, unfortunately, we arrive at eviction night, and I have to say that I loved both of their eviction speeches. They kind of both used it, used them 
to their advantage to kind of talk about on Devon's side, Black Lives Matter. On Kevin's side, he talked about representation, whether that's gender, sexuality, race, whatever. So they both, I think, used their eviction speech time well, but Devon's speech went on for so long. Yeah, it did. And I was shocked they didn't cut her off. I'm glad Julie didn't cut her off. I think that right? she probably didn't because CBS knows, like, because of the nature of what she was talking about, it would have looked mm-hmm. real shitty if Julie was like, all right, Devon, wrap it up. Exactly. I agree completely. I think they've been touching a lot of, shedding a lot of light on more serious topics and discussions throughout the season. I think they wanted to keep that going for as long as they can. Yeah, for sure. And I think since they knew Davon was going out, they need to give her a few more seconds, you know? Yeah, give my girl some time. I saw some people on Twitter complaining, like, no one else would have gotten an eviction speech that long. And I'm like, you know what? Let the queen talk. She's only got a few minutes left in this house. Let her do her thing. For real. Sit down and just listen, absorb it, relax. Like she's going to leave soon and then you don't have to see her again if you don't want to, but. Agreed. Let her speak. I thought they were both really well-spoken. Even Kevin, he kind of got the shorter of the two speeches because he had whatever time was left over from Devon's basically, but even he was very well-spoken. I don't think he would have had much to say anyways. Right. Not against Kevin, just he's not one of those people who really goes out with a bang. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think if I were in either of their positions, even if I knew I was staying for that matter, that must be so nervous to have like this prepared thing you're going to say. You can't write anything down. You basically have to go over it in your head and to stand up there knowing you're alive in front of all these people and like you have to get through it without missing a beat. There's a time constraint. Right. Like it just, I don't know if I'd be able to do it. I'd be up there right, shitting exactly. my pants. Same. So then we get to the vote. And I fully expected it to be a unanimous vote to evict Davon, but Nicole and Danny threw a little bit of a wrench in my my plan or what I thought was yeah. going to happen, and they voted to evict Kevin instead. What did you think about that? Pointless. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Like, it gave me hope for, like, five seconds that something was going to happen and, like, ooh, David was going to vote to keep Devon and then Enzo or somebody was going to, like, flip and they were going to keep her and there was going to be all this drama because Julie did allude to the fact in the beginning of the episode that there's some cracks in the committee alliance and I have a good feeling that this is part of it. Like, I think Nicole and Danny might be – on their own little island at this point. It kind of seemed that way um, from some of the very, very short clips we got at the end, you know, when they do the like eavesdrop on the house guest part. And it looked like Cody and Danny were having a little powwow trying to figure out what the hell is going on. But I have a good feeling that the reason Nicole and Danny voted to evict Kevin had something to do with that. I also think maybe they were trying to drum up some sympathy and some jury votes from Devon. Yeah, maybe. I don't know what that was about, but it was weird. I don't know. I feel like it didn't really help them. Mm-mm. I mean, the damage is already done where they know that they were trying to keep Devon. Exactly. But at this point, it's kind of like, okay, like, what good did that do? Right. Like, why are you further driving home the point? Exactly. So during the goodbye messages, Tyler is really spilling the tea in all of his goodbye messages. He basically tells... Um, Davon about the the committee alliance which she didn't know about he did the same thing in Ian's goodbye message and Nicole as well spilled a little bit of tea in hers by basically telling Davon that she chose not to save Ian and that she was lying about it and Davon was not happy and she said the reason was not necessarily game related but just that she didn't want to be seen on live television bashing a black mm-hmm. man being a black woman on the show and I totally get that I think that Nicole made a fairly dumb decision by not just telling Davon what she had done but what I will say and we'll get to it a little bit later there was a long period when feeds were down and I'm 90% sure that even though Davon seemed surprised I think she already knew about it beforehand yeah. um I don't know. I know Nicole said it in her goodbye message, but I'm like 90% sure, certain that she already knew prior to. So Yeah, I think a lot of them know anyways prior and it's just, I mean, it sucks, but. 
Well, I mean, I think she knew about Nicole's like flipped vote. Like, I think she already knew that. Nicole I think she. I think she had an idea, like a little inkling of uh, maybe that happened. Because there was a wall yeller, I guess, that said it. And then people think that during the period when the feeds were down, they all had a big fight and like confrontation and then sort of like patch things up or what have you. I don't know if that's the case. Nobody knows if that's the case really, but I have a good feeling that Davon already knew that. Nicole flipped on her. Yeah, I think she had an idea, and I think she kind of just didn't want to believe it. Exactly. But I mean, what can she do? She was already on her way out. You I know. know. It sucks because whenever people find stuff out, it's way too late. Mm-hmm. It's the name of the game, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I will thoroughly miss Davon, and I know you will as well. Yes. So all I have to say now is vote for Davon for AFP. Right? A few other things I want to talk about. Obviously, we get the reveal of the BB neighbor. And I was pissed that they waited until like five seconds left in the episode to reveal it to us. And I don't think anyone yeah. was shocked. It was Dr. Will. He was like my first guess. Oh, uh, I was shocked. Really? Well, because I immediately, like, I think I said it in the beginning of, like, when the neighbor thing or when they had guests, I was like, I really don't think that he'll be there. Oh, that's right. you know what was happening with him and Boogie and how he didn't want to go on a show and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I think he just wants to, he's done. Like, I think he just wants to go home and deal with his family. And then all of a sudden he popped up and I go, oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> my God. And my mom's like, who is that? Who is that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here going, oh, my God. And she's like. Who is it? She's getting mad at me because I'm just sitting there like starstruck because I loved him. And she was like, I'm like, I'm like, Ma, it's Dr. Will. And she goes, No, it's not. I go, Yes, it is. No, it's Jack Frost. Yeah, she goes, That's not him. Oh my god, he looks weird. I know he looks different, but like that's him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She didn't believe me. I was not shocked in the least. I think we said it on last week's episode. We kind of talked about who we thought it might be. And Dr. Will was my first guess. The reason being is that he always comes back every season for the jury segment. And I was like, they wouldn't use the term legend lightly. So I think Mm -hmm. Dr. Will was the perfect person for them to bring back for a few reasons. A, because he is a big brother legend. He's played on multiple seasons and he's definitely a fan favorite um, or someone people love to hate. And the other thing is that you don't necessarily have to have watched his seasons to know who he is because they do bring him back so often for those jury segments. So even some of the newer viewers, if you've watched a few seasons, you know who Dr. Will is just because you know he's come back for those jury segments. Even just hearing it, yeah. Um, But yes, he looks terrifying and i hate to say it because dr will used to be a very attractive young man oh he was so handsome but he got a little too crazy with the botox the fillers i don't know what he's been doing but he looked legit like jack frost he did i mean i think he looks better now than he did a few years back like when he first got the silver fox hair or whatever but i mean He's not even that old either. So I'm like, if you're going to do that stuff, like wait until like late 50s or something. Like, yeah. I think he just was going gray anyways. And he's like, you know what? It's not even so much the gray hair. It's just his face looks so overdone. You know know what he looks like? Have you ever seen the Santa Claus movie? Stop. You know when they oh my put him through that thing him. and they clone when they clone him, him. and they make the, they make the toy Santa. It's like Toy Will. It's like he's like a toy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Stop. That's so true. I knew immediately when you said the Santa Claus. I went no. Oh god. It's so bad, but isn't it true? Like it literally looks like they put it in is. that little machine and he came out the other side. I was like, oh. So true. Um. But it's promising this twist. I'm hoping that it really does shake up the game. I think he's going to be tempting them with prizes versus power. So like, I don't know, maybe in the upcoming HOH comp, he's going to tempt some people with some money or some vacations. We know that on his seasons, he was always one to take a prize over taking power. So yeah, could be interesting. I think it'd be very interesting, to be honest. We also find out about the following twist, which is 
Not a double eviction, but a triple eviction. That's unheard of to me. It's crazy. I don't think they've ever done it. And I also think it's wild because... So people have already kind of mapped out the timing and where the finale falls in order for them to have done any kind of buyback where someone gets to battle back into the house, they would have had to do three double evictions. So people were like, that's definitely not going to happen. Usually only they only do two double evictions. My thought is either they're doing just this one triple eviction to kind of even the playing field, and then they're just going to do regular Big Brother with whatever twists they have coming down the line. Or they're doing this triple eviction so that then they can do a double eviction and still do some kind of Jerry battle back. I think that would be awesome. I'm hoping. I think that'd be really cool. I'm hoping that's the case. There's also been some talk about how the format of this triple eviction is going to work because some people think, okay, it's a two-hour episode. Are they really going to do two HOHs and two veto ceremonies in one episode, they're not going to have time. So some people think what they're going to do is they're going to do the first eviction like normal. And then the second HOH is going to nominate three people and two of those people are going to go home, which is similar to like a Big Brother Canada format when they do their double evictions. Uh I think that's how it works. So some people are thinking that's what's going to happen. Other people are thinking, no, they've got two hours. They're going to do the eviction like normal, HOH, veto, eviction, HOH, veto, eviction. I'm not sure how yeah. it's going to go down. Either way, I'm excited to see it. I don't know. I, it is, it's even strange to think of the double eviction to see how that's going to go, like how that usually happens. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of used to how it happens because they've done it so many times. But now the triple eviction, it's like I can barely get my head around two people gone right? at once let alone three. I don't know how they're going to go about this. And I'm curious to see if the neighbor thing has to do anything with it. Like you said, they might tempt them with prizes and this and that. But I'm just curious because no matter who the three people are, it, it's going to affect the game greatly. Yeah, it's going to be so even crazy. If it was, even if it was, say, Kevin, David, and like Enzo, whoever, somebody. Enzo or something like that it would still affect the game because then they're all turned on each other, basically. Mm-hmm. God forbid it is three people in the alliance or half and half, whatever. That's my hope. Whatever. It's, right? Like, I would honestly, I don't even know. Like, it's just crazy to think about it, how much it's going to change the game in just a week. Yeah, like you said, double evictions are crazy enough in themselves. Like, you go from having a lot of times, like, I don't know, nine people in the house down to seven. Like it's a huge jump and it's definitely jarring for them, but even more jarring as a viewer because you're kind of slowly losing people week over week. And then all of a sudden you lose two and the house feels so empty and it just feels like there's no one left. And now there's going to be three people gone. That's going to be so weird. Very weird. If I have a question for you. Okay. If you could pick one person in the committee to be a part of that triple eviction, who would you want to see go? Ooh. Memphis. (laughs) Memphis. <laughs> really? I just hate him. <laughs> I feel like it'd be like, I don't want to say like such a waste. It's just, it he doesn't really get on my nerves that much. Like, yeah, he's arrogant. On a like, game standpoint, I'd probably say Cody or Tyler. I'd probably go with Cody. Really? Yeah. But on a personal standpoint, I would probably say Memphis or Christmas. Honestly, on a personal standpoint, I'd either say Christmas or Danny. Probably okay. mostly Christmas. But um, I hate I to just, target the like girls just because there's only three of them left. I mean, I'm not really for, like a big fan game, of any yeah, of them. Yeah, for but. games, for personal standpoint, I'd probably say Christmas. But for game standpoint, just because I think I've said it, I've said it numerous times, it's just I hate having a predictable game, a predictable season. Mm-hmm. It's not fun for anybody to watch. Right. So I would honestly probably say get maybe – Cody or Memphis. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You gotta get like Cody out or somebody who you know has been running shit. Exactly. Not even that, but whenever said person that I would name comes in power, you know what they're gonna do. Right. It's predictable. They play the safe game. They don't make big moves. And if they do make a move, it's it's not a big move to to America. Right. It's like, oh, I'm gonna get Kevin or Devana. Okay, that's a big move, but like it's the same shit every your gameplay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean? So I want someone who's gonna do something. That's why I wanted Ian to stay because I feel like Ian would have had the balls to do it. Oh, my God. Ian would have dominated in a triple eviction. He would have been like, ah, sorry, whatever. He would have been like, Nicole and Cody, you got to go. Got to go. 
a few other things I want to talk about that I saw on feeds. The first, I don't know if you saw this, being that Davon said prior to her eviction that after this, she's done with Big Brother. And she said this before she even got in the house, that like, if she goes on Big Brother again, it will be her final time. And she's completely done with it after that. But she did say she wants to go on one other reality show that she hasn't been on yet. And mm-hmm. can you guess what it is? I'm going to say, I'm trying to think of other reality shows. I mean, the only other, CBS or just anything? Anything. The only other ones I can really think of are like Survivor and, um, what's that other one? Let me give you a hint. Oh, why can't I think, oh, Amazing Race. I'll give you a hint. Stuff like that. Netflix. Reality show on, don't even tell me it's Love is Blind. No. Love I, no, that's not on Netflix. What the heck is on Netflix? That's a reality show. The Circle. The Circle? Yeah, Ooh, she I wants to be on the circle. To see her on the circle. And she said if she went on the Circle, she would definitely catfish, which I think would be, I mean, like the best case scenario. I would want to see it so bad. I wonder if anyone would know who she is. Like after they meet her, like say they see her. I feel like they would. would. The connection. Because I feel like people who know. go on shows like that tend to be interested in other reality TV too. I don't know. I'd like to see a bunch of reality people do it and like all catfish. Do it and all of them catfish and then they find out who each other are. Oh, I think cool. that'd be absolutely great. See, um, the circle needs to tap us for for some ideas because I mean, an all catfish season would be epic. I saw a thing to apply to be on the circle and I go, I would suck at any reality show. I don't know. I feel like I you would. might be good at the circle. I would suck at it, but like imagine that'd be so fun. I would suck at the circle, that's for sure. I'd probably just have a grand old time. I, I know. I, like, I'd have I feel fun like with I just it. want the apartment. I'd have to catfish. I just want too. the apartment. I'd have to catfish. Oh, same. I just want the apartment. That's all I want. Yeah, that's true. I want that cool wallpaper. I want the cool theme. They do get I want kitted that out. little kitchen. And then the last thing I want to talk about is that um we kind of touched on it a, a few times here, but on Wednesday, the twenty third, feeds were down get this, for over 22 hours. (laughs) Legitimately. It's been 84 years that feeds have been down. I mean, obviously they're back on now, but around 3 a.m. feeds went down, 3 a.m. Eastern time. So it was around midnight for the house guests, I believe. Feeds went down and there was talk about it being because of a wall yeller. So people were like, all right, feeds will probably be down for a couple hours. That's standard. That's usually what happens. They go into lockdown, they all talk about it for a while, and then they get over it. But then they were down for another hour, and then another hour, and then another hour. And people are like, what's going on? Like, did the neighbor move in? Like, what's happening? We're confused. And then they just stayed down. And then on Wednesday, uh, I think it was a little bit before the Big Brother episode aired, CBS tweeted saying, the live feeds will be back on at 10 p.m. or whatever, Thank you for your patience, but did not address why they were down, what was going on during those 22 hours. So there's this big chunk of time that we don't know what happened. All I know is when feeds turned back on, the house guests were all in the living room playing what looked like charades and eating pizza, like takeout pizza. So they must have ordered them pizza and drinking. Do you honestly think it was because of the whole neighbor thing and they didn't want to spoil it? I don't know. Well, they could have been talking about it because they can't stop them from talking. But about the it. neighbor thing happened live. Remember, they showed it live. Was it live? Yeah, though? Thursday's episode was live. Ooh. So I'm like just confused. Like I don't understand what happened during those 24 hour, 22 hours. And people are saying that, like I said, they think that um, Danny, Davon, and Nicole had a huge fight and then they made up and then the whole committee kind of broke up into two separate sides. So now Nicole and Danny are on their own. But they would have shown that the committee was trembling. Yeah. So I don't know how much of what we saw was from those 22 hours in last night's episode. Maybe they'll do kind of what they usually do in Sunday's episode and give us a bit of a flashback into what went down prior. I'm yeah, hoping. Like what they did with the Christmas fight. Yeah, I'm hoping that's what happens. But it's we'll such a strange out. thing that they were down for so long, especially because like we've talked about on past podcast episodes and I don't want to like beat a dead horse, but they have sucked with feeds this season. And Terrible. so just for them to be down for 22 hours. I canceled my subscription hours, finally. Oh, did you? <laughs> 
I did it yesterday. I go, this sucks. I'm getting Hulu. So did so you? Did. So when you cancel, you could still use it for the rest of the month, right? I think so. Um, so when I went to cancel it the first time, they were like, oh, please stay. We'll offer you 50% off for two months. Right. And I went, all right, sure, I'll keep it. Then after that whole about 24-hour ban or not having the fees, I went, you know what? I'm paying for nothing. Yep. Why am I paying if I can't see anything? And this has happened not once, not two, but like three or four times in the span of a few weeks. Yeah, it's bad. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not paying that. Like, I know it's not much. It's like 10 bucks a month. But like, I got more important things. <laughs> yeah, I think that, um, I think you can still use it until, because technically you paid for those two months. So you can continue to use it. It will just expire after that. So yeah. you can still use it, but I don't know why you'd want to, because there's never anything up there. I watch. Um, exactly. <laughs> just use Twitter at that point. The only thing I know that did change after the feeds came back, they made it possible to isolate only half the feeds. So what I mean by that is like, you know how when they would put stars up because someone was talking about something they weren't supposed to, they would just block all the feeds off. Now they're doing it so that like if Danny and Nicole are talking about production on one side and David and Tyler are having game talk on the other side, they can just black out the Nicole and Danny side and not both. So I guess that will kind of help with that issue. But still, at the same time, it's like they're just trying to block out as much as possible. And it's really annoying. Yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, whatever. These production people, Mm -hmm. they've been doing it long enough. They knew they should have done that from the beginning. I mean, what did we expect with 2020, though? Did we really think we were going to get an enjoyable season? I don't no. know why we had our hopes. That up. would ju- that would just be too too great, too good to be true. Make too much sense. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed. To join in on the discussion, use the hashtag #OBrotherPodcast on social media, and you can find me at It's Me Breely everywhere. And you can find me at Christina Jascott. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. See you later.